Hey fans, just a heads up that we did have some technical and audio difficulties in this episode. We're really sorry about that, but we still think you'll enjoy it. And again, head on over to teachhoops.com slash 816basketball and sign up for your free trial there. It really helps us out. Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast, brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here as always on the Greatest Games Podcast, a chance for us to catch up with coaches all around the country and have them tell us about their greatest game. Once again, it can be their time as an assistant coach, a high school coach, a JV coach, a B-team coach, a CYO coach, a AAU coach, just whatever game they consider to be their greatest. Acronym central there, Chris de Blasio. I love it. And you know what? We, we make it make the statement a lot here on the greatest games podcast. We make history. That's, that's all we do here on this podcast. And today, yet again, we are making history. You know, we have a lot of South Carolina coaches. We have a lot of New Jersey coaches and we have a lot of coaches from everywhere. Today, we are going to our 14th state. You heard that right. Listeners, our 14th state for our coach today, coming to us from Orono middle school, Mike Sacoby in Maine. Welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Brian. I'm going to give you an easy one. Orno, Orno is just north of Bangor, Maine. Okay. Okay. What former guest on the Greatest Games Podcast is from Bangor, Maine? If I did not say Matt Park here, I would just need to be fired. Yeah, yeah, you would. Matt Park is from Bangor, Maine. Okay. Very good. Hey, Matt, you're welcome. Uh, we love you. <laughs> episode 25 of the Greatest Games. Go back and listen to Matt Park. Great, great episode. With this fine gentleman coaches and lives. I know you're loving it. I know you, Chris Blasio <laughs> loves Maine. He loves Ireland and he loves Maine. Well, Coach, why don't you tell us a little bit about your coaching journey in basketball and where you've coached, how you got involved in coaching basketball, and just kind of take us through that. Well, it was back back in 20, about actually 10 years ago, actually. A good friend of mine, ex-teammate, uh, name of uh, Jason Coleman is his name. He was the uh, Orono High School basketball coach for a long time. Um, had a lot of success there. He's been all over the place. He's coached uh, girls basketball, AU in Indiana, boys basketball. He's actually, I think he's also been an assistant coach for the University of Maine as well. Now he has his own program with the University of Maine Augusta. And um, I was able to um, hook up with him at some point about 10 years ago around this time, actually. And he's like, uh, hey, man, I know you've been trying to get into coaching for a long time. Uh, I was kind of shy about it for a long time. I didn't really know how to quite pull the trigger. I didn't know. I didn't have any connections. Uh, Jason was pretty much the only one I knew that was into coaching, you know. So anyways, <clears throat> met up with him at Walmart, actually. <laughs> And, um, he just, he, he just moved back from Indiana, gave me his number and said, Hey, I'll get in touch with you. I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be anything to be honest with you. Next thing you know, I get a text from the next day. He goes, uh, Hey, I got a job at uh, Oral middle school. I'm looking for an assistant coach. You know, I, you interested? Like, yeah, sure. What steps do I have to take? Uh, you gotta get fingerprinted, blah, 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 background check, all that. I'm, okay. I'm in, I work in law enforcement, so that's no problem. So anyway, uh, get the fingerprints done. And honestly, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie here. I was uh, a little apprehensive about jumping on board. I was, uh, I don't know. I just always had this phobia of just, I guess when I was younger, I had a, a phobia of just looking bad. I was so scared of someone judging me because I looked, yeah, anyway, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, I had a lot of fun there. Um, I ended up um, finishing the whole season with him. I grew, you know, I 
you know, it was nice. It was nice to get to know the faculty there because I had no idea I'd be coaching there years later. You know, I built good relationships with some of the kids and their siblings that I ended up coaching, you know, later on. It was good. It was a good starting point. But anyways, uh, the year after that, he got the, his first year at Arnold High School. So I made the jump with him. I, I got right up there at the high school level, right at Orono, and it definitely brought back some memories. I played there uh, my last two years of high school. I transferred from Old Town to Orono, and uh, Jason just happened to come in my senior year, and uh, he was one of my favorite teammates. He gave me the ball, so that's why I liked him. <laughs> Heck of a point guard. He just saw the court so well and you know, explains why he's such a great coach. But anyway, uh, we had a lot of success there, and uh, I was just I didn't say much during the huddles. He didn't ask me for much advice. I just – kind of stood back and I just watched. I did a lot of watching, did a lot of listening as to what a, uh, as to what a head coach is all about. So I, anyway, I was kind of pondering the idea of uh, just going off on my own. I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to coach junior high. I've always, something's always told me, I think I could be pretty good at this. So I think now's the time to take the training wheels off and go off my own, on my own. And he didn't fight it. He was all for it. He supported it 100%. Anyways, I live on a uh, small Indian reservation outside of Old Town. Uh, I grew up here, actually. And um, at the middle school there, I got hired there to coach uh, both boys and girls. It was, <laughs> it was a bit of a disaster. It didn't really end well. But anyways, um, I had a good year there. Uh, we started off slow. I think we only won like two games. We lost maybe 10. It was Record-wise, it wasn't pretty. But to me, the most important thing was seeing improvements each week. We were seeing big-time improvements. You know, all the stuff that Jason was going over in practices, I was implementing into these kids' practices. Obviously, you know, they can't do the stuff that high school kids do. You know, this, is, this was kind of like B-level basketball, you know, these kids. But anyways, like I said, it was just nice to see the, uh, the improvements each week. It was, that's what made it all worth it for me. And um, I didn't get rehired there the year after. Uh, I had applied at Orno, and I ended up getting the B-team job. And I thought, hey, what the heck, why not start from the bottom, you know? We finished 0-8 that year. And first game, I think we got beat by almost 60, 70 points. Not going to lie. It was pretty bad. We might have scored six points as a team. I was like, oh, man, I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> anyway, that season, we didn't win any games. But I tell you what, each game got closer and closer. And towards the end of the year, I actually used a bribe tactic on the kids. I tried to find a way to motivate them in a different way. I told them, I said, if, you can, if we lose, but if we lose under 10, I'll host a pizza party. How's that? <laughs> the next three, I think we lost by nine. We lost by nine. You swear to God, we won by nine the way they were celebrating over free pizza. <laughs> but it worked. But it, it got better and better each game. It really worked. But uh, we didn't end up winning. But I knew if I came back, I was going to have um, a lot of the same kids back as seventh graders. You know, they got that year of experience under the belt. Things can only, go, can only get better from here, I kept telling myself. And uh, I got a call from the principal like a few weeks before trials. Hey, you're interested in coming back? I, said, I just text him back one word. Absolutely. I love your passion for what you do. Where did that passion for basketball, that sport particularly, come from? I started playing in fifth grade. I wasn't that good. I was um, short. I was chubby. I was slow, uh, insecure, all those things. You know what I mean? But anyways. I um, still all of those things. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, my sixth grade year, it all started there. I noticed I was getting better midway through the season. And uh, this is at Indian Island Middle School, by the way. Uh, I noticed I was getting better throughout the season. And uh, we make it to the B-Flight Championship with the Indian Island team. And um, everybody got played but me. That's where, that's where, yeah, that stung, man. I was scoring every game leading up to that. I just didn't understand where that, what I did wrong. You know, I, my grades were all good, everything. And anyways, uh, that's where I developed a bit of a chip on my shoulder, actually. 
And my dad started showing me uh, Larry Bird stuff the following year. I didn't play for the middle school team my seventh grade year. I was so just hurt, you know, still hurt by it, everything. So my dad had put me up to the YMCA in Old Town. He goes, you know, you want to get better quick. This is where to play. Play with these kids, these high school kids, these college kids, you know. And um, that's what happened. I started playing with other kids off the, re- off the reservation. And I noticed I started, when I played with my friends on the reservation, I noticed I was doing things better. I was picking up on things quicker. I was like, oh, okay. Anyways, I came back eighth grade year, uh, made up with a coach, and uh, we ended up winning the championship that year. And I went to high school. But uh, there's a big gap there between Indian Island League. And um, back in my day, there was some very talented freshmen. And um, I remember I played for the freshman team for Old Town. Again, I struggled because I didn't understand simple concepts like help side defense, uh, weak side rebounding. I didn't even know what the hell weak side meant, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just knew I was just a scorer, man. That's, I was a kid putting up almost 30 a game in middle school. You know, right. but like I said, there was a big gap there in competition. And I remembered when I started playing against these kids, I'm like, oh, my God, there's guys my size that are quicker than me, can jump higher than me, better than me. But I liked it. I liked that. I liked the, uh, the idea of only getting better. So anyway, it just kept growing from there, man. And uh, my really? senior year. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I switched schools, went to Orono my junior. I tore my meniscus. And that really, that was where the, uh, I guess you can call it my uh, the sob story, I guess you can call it. I guess that's where it started. Uh, my quick, any kind of quickness I might've had was gone. I can still get rim and stuff with both hands, but dunking, I couldn't really dunk with authority. Like I was, my jump shot was still good, but just turning left hurt a lot. I remember putting this uh, tight, tight knee sleeve on it because the doctor told me I stretched ligaments back then. I don't know if they knew what a torn meniscus was. <laughs> I still wow. remember I played my whole senior year. I still made, um, I made third team which is basically honorable mention my senior year. But um, that didn't sit well with me, but that was not my biggest concern. My biggest concern was um, the last two weeks of my senior year, man, I just lost interest in playing. I don't know what the heck happened to me. I was, was, you know, typical high school stuff. You're dating a girl. She's messing with your head, blah, blah, blah. You you know, my dad always told me, remember, he'd always ask, remember Robert Redford in the natural? Remember when he goes to that awful slump? Yeah. What caused that? Oh, yeah, right. Women. As, Mickey, as, Mickey said <laughs> Rocky, as Mickey said in Rocky, women weaken legs. Absolutely. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, luckily for me, I've never been able to get a date. So yes, it hasn't. It has. <laughs> there's someone out there for everyone. Remember that. There's someone out there for everyone, man. <laughs> but anyways, um, my last game, um, I remember my coach pulled me. I was starting. I was leading score on my team. And I was feeling good. I dumped that girl I was with. I was, my mind was clear. And he tells me, this is the big playoff game. He tells me, yeah, we're going to go with so-and-so. And um, we're going to have you come off the bench first as a six man. And that's where I did all my damage early in my senior year. Six man. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, we're in overtime. One of the guys falls out. He puts me in. I go right in. I hit a quick shot. I only finished with four points. And it just didn't sit well with me for a long time, man. That's where it all came from. I didn't trust right. any coach out there because of that situation. And I didn't see it till years later. And it's funny. We're actually on this topic. Uh, years later, it was actually a few weeks ago, uh, my old coach and I, we follow each other on the gram and uh, Facebook and stuff. And he messaged me out of the blue. And I was like, hey, Coach Lee, I just want to let you know, man, um, I totally backed that decision you made years ago with me. He goes, being, I, was, I told him, I was like, you know, being a coach now, being an adult, being a man, you know, my head wasn't in it leading up to that game. And I probably would have made the same move. And, you know, you, history's history. You know, I, I felt good to get that off my chest, though. Coach, I'm, it wasn't I wasn't in there with that that flip for you as an adult to be able to reach out, talk to your coach that you felt like in high school, gave you a raw end of the deal. 
And now as an adult looking back and knowing why he did what he did, what kind of perspectives does that give for you now, now coaching kids that may be looking at you like, why is he doing that to me? It's a blah, blah, blah. Like what, what kind of perspective does that give for you now as a coach? Well, it's funny you mentioned that <clears throat> this past season, um, kind of going uh, past the big game here, but anyways, uh, we did a postseason tournament. I was coaching and uh, my star player and I, I think we'd spent too much time together. Uh, I've been coming down on him pretty hard all season. You know, he kind of had, you know, at times, you know, he is a really good kid, but at times he'd have a bit of an attitude with me and his peers and stuff. And I, w- I was quick to call him out on it. You know, but I don't say anything, you know, how's that, how's that make me look, you know, that's going to let, let the other kids get away with it too. You know what I mean? So anyway, I remember um, we had one situation and I told him I was not going to play him for the first uh, half of a game because of something that happened. And uh, he didn't like it. And I remember just telling him, I was like, I know how you feel right now, but I think at some point in your life, you, know, you might not say it to me, but you're going to say, you know, and Coach Jacoby, was, uh, he was right. He was on to something. All right, Coach. So quickly tell us about th- this league this year and, and right, leading cool. up to this, uh, to this big game here. All right. Well, I'll leave it at this because the big game was actually the Eastern Maine Basketball basketball league no that's what i want to talk but, about um, yeah yeah that's oh, yeah but anyway yeah. Yeah, but the but i coached the school team as well i was coaching okay. two teams here uh same players except for the two kids from vz the two brothers they were okay. on the eastern main team they were the studs they were huge but anyways we dominated the school league um i knew we were gonna win it eastern main basketball league anyway here we go first game of the season we played bangor I can tell the guys the way the game started. They weren't comfortable playing with each other because they were very unfamiliar with each other. It was ugly. We missed a ton of layups. And um, this Bangor team wasn't bad. They were well coached. Uh, they had a kid on that team that was, um, this is an eighth grader too, by the way, 6'6", 6'5", 6'6", lefty. He can go in and out. We didn't have one kid over 6'1 on my team. So he killed us. And they had um, another kid on their team who was the son of a former UMaine star. Uh, he could, this kid was unbelievable. This kid could he could shoot he could he can go to the hoop I don't think he realized how good he could be but anyways they only beat us by three but what got me after this game was uh, the uh, opposing coach for Bangor and the huddle um, like I said I don't like I have a weird thing when other coaches I feel like they when they celebrated my expense I don't really like it because I would never do that but anyways he told our our uh, mascot name is the Red Riots. So anyways, he uh, told the team, all right, Red Riot's on three, one, two. That just just didn't sit well with me. I was like, shake off the rust now, man, because starting Monday, we're going to hit it hard because we have Ellsworth next. And they were were the team that was – everyone was talking about winning the uh, East Main Basketball League. They were loaded, and they're going to be a nasty high school team in the next couple years. So in practice, I was just – I was telling my number one player and uh, all the other kids, I was – I had a list of names from the Ellsworth team and I was just, we're doing um, zigzags and I make sure I tell these kids, get your butts down, get your hips down, slide, 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 you know, all that. And I was naming off all the kids' names. How are you going to feel when this kid outplays? You going to like, you like that? You going to let him do that to you in this place? We're practicing. That's where they were going to play us at our home court. This is our house, you know, all that, all that stuff. Just to get them juiced up, jazzed up. And um, it worked. Uh, my number one guy, who's now an eighth grader, he put up 51 against this powerhouse team. 51 points. Jesus. <laughs> and they had two kids in the 20s. It was a close game. We ended up beating them by four or five. But after that game, I was like, all right. And um, I'll sum it all up for you here. We ended up winning. Um, we only have 10 games that season. That was two games. We went on a nine-game win streak after that Bangor loss. We took the number one seed. Thanks to the weather, that helped us. Because they. Um, I think uh, – Bangor had to forfeit a game due to the weather. 
So we were able to kind of weasel our ways in the, in the first place. <laughs> and I wasn't takes, complaining. I was like, I'll hey, whatever. Win, I'll take a win by weather delay. Absolutely. That's what I said. I was like, hey, we finished all our games. <laughs> we deserve this. We're right here. We beat Ellsworth, and uh, Bangor lost to Ellsworth in that league. <laughs> so anyways, um, the last game of their EMBBL season, my number one guy, he goes down with a strained uh, hamstring, uh, meniscus. I can't remember what it was. He was he was hurting. He was limping pretty badly, and I was, and and the year before, remember when I told you the year before in my school league when uh, my number two guy went down, how I took that. I didn't take it very well. That whole after that happened, I always told myself, you know, you can't act, you can't show that kind of um, Debbie Downer. You know, you can't have that Debbie Downer mentality. You know, like oh crap, oh no, now we're gonna lose. You know, I was like, we're we're gonna be fine. We have plenty of guys that can you know pick up the slack. We were loaded. We were just loaded. We had seven kids deep. We had two seventh graders off the bench. My number one player, his little brother, uh, he was one of one of the key focal points in this whole thing. He's just a, and I'll have him this year for my uh, final year in Orono as an eighth grader. But anyways, we had two seventh grade studs coming off the bench. We had shooters off the bench. We had a big kid off the bench. We had defense. We had everything. We're loaded. I wasn't worried at this point. And uh, the whole um, the whole week, he was just down, down, down. I was like, listen, man, I I need you. I need you to keep your energy up. I was like, if you want to act like an assistant coach to me, I'll have it. He goes, really? Was, yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you see something, you see a mismatch, tell me, point it out. And I'll, and I'll point it out. I'm, I'm always open-minded. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Oh, I'll never let my kids, my players tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. No, we're all there. We're all there. We're a team. I'm the orchestrator. Those are, those are my, those are the soldiers. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're putting in the work. So if they see something, you know, go for it by all means, you know, I'm not that egotistical. I want to win, but I'm not that egotistical, you know? So anyways, um, playoffs roll around. He's in crutches, and uh, we play Brewer in the first game. They were part of the big win streak in the East Main Basketball League, and um, they were salivating at the Mount. We beat them by almost close to 40 in the regular season because my number one guy went off on them. It was, just a, it was a team effort. We just murdered them. But they were, that Brewer team was very confident they were going to beat us. They were going to upset us. They were the uh, number eight seed. We are number one. And I told my kids that. I'm like, this is probably going to be our toughest game, guys. We get past these guys. It's, I really believe we're going to take this whole thing, but we got to do it one game at a time. We cannot focus on Ellsworth, Bangor, Old Town. We can't focus on any of those guys. So, anyways, I took the two brothers, and like I said, they were my next, you know, my next best thing as far as um, offensive weapons go. And um, I hit. I, I was like, "Here, put your hand out." He's like, "What?" I was like, "Put your hand out." So I put my hand out as if I was dropping my pair of keys in his hand. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Now close it." He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm handing." man you are now the captain of this team i said number one guys out we're gonna be relying on you i'm gonna be relying on you i like that don't talk back to me listen to me and we're gonna win this game he was struggling with a shot early on i just told him i made a told him make a quick adjustment i was like i was like hey b dubs um put your fingers in the seams flick your wrist put some mark on it i noticed right off what he was doing wrong he was he was shooting it but he was flinging it straight he wasn't putting no flow into it you gotta you gotta put arc on that thing man so once he did that, he found the shot. And that Brewer team, I tell you what, they came ready to play, man. They came ready to play. They were not missing the first half. And we were still up eight at the end of the first half. And I told my kids, I'm like, all right, that was the best I think they're going to give us. But that doesn't mean we got to get, you know, lazy. All right, we got to keep the, we got to keep the foot on the gas here. We got to keep going. We get past these guys. And our, our um, saying all year was uh, unbroken. Let's see. Uh, all right, unbroken on three. Because we lost two years in a row. I wanted these kids to know, you know, don't, let the past hold you down. We had a beaten Brewer. That was, that was nice. And uh, I remember the coach at the end of the game, I shook his hand. I kind of, woo, that was a good game, man. 
and he whispered in my ear, he goes, those kids can F and shoot. And I was like, yes, yes, they can. Yes, they can. <laughs> so anyways, um, we ended up beating them and I just felt so confident going forward. Next round we play old town. Now this gets interesting. I won't, I won't drag this one out. This one gets interesting. Uh, their head coach was a guy I played with at old town high school. And, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like initiation with uh, the younger guy on the team. They went within a beat on me, but they did tease me pretty, pretty badly. My sophomore year as a swinger. And one of those kids was the coach for old town. And um, I always thought him and I were cool after high school. And I still don't have a problem with him, to be honest with you. He um, walks, he's walking up on the stage. I'm ready to say, Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And he looks, he looks at me, looks at my wife, looks over my assistant, acknowledges him, looks at me, looks away and walks up. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. My wife was like, really? I'm like, it's, it's all right. Whatever. It's just who he is. I don't really care. At the end of the day, he means he's not my best friend or anything. Right, that was my right. best friend. I'd be, I'd be a little butthurt by it, you know, but anyways, um, it was a close game, but, um, first half, I remember I went, we just played a uh, man to man, just get them a little comfortable. Then I, in the second half, I immediately switched to a one, two, two. And I could see him. He's all right, make the adjustments. One, two, two. All right. All right. Good, good boy. All right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> right halfway through the game i go to a box and one on their best guy he has no answer and we end up winning by 12 we end up beating that old town team by 12 and i was i didn't talk any trash i wasn't smug i shook his hand i was like that was a lot of fun man good, good game I think it was february 1st or 2nd bang on us man bang on us and i remember what they had and i remember right before the game i was trying to think i'm like what can we throw with these guys? What can we throw with these? Because we can't match up with these guys man to man. They have that kid that's six six. He can score in and out. Good handles, good shot. He doesn't miss foul shots very often. So I took the kids out in the hallway for the game, and I was all right. We're gonna go uh, one two two. Same thing we did at Old Town. Then once they get a little comfortable, we're gonna put uh, one of my um, one of my taller kids on um, the former UMaine Stars kid. You know the kid who dropped twenty on us the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to follow him everywhere he goes. Even if he scores on you, that's okay. Make him work for each bucket. Make him work for each bucket. So um, that's what we did in um, the first half. It was very close in the first half, but the third quarter, um, yeah, this is when it gets interesting. It's midway through the third. We're only up four. And uh, one of the brothers, uh, the one I handed the keys to, the oldest one, he comes down. He comes down up on the, uh, the right side of the elbow. They're in a 2-3 zone. And I remember looking, I could tell he wants to shoot us. I'm like, shoot it. You know, B-dubs, shoot it. <laughs> he let that thing go. The second he released it, I told my, I said right to my assistants, that's in, swished it. Now we're up uh, seven. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I kept screaming, get a stop, get a stop. We come down, B-dubs, kid who just hit the three, gets a steal. They dump it down to the big guy. And we immediately just collapsed on him. Strip the ball off, uh, strip the ball. B-dubs had the ball. Same exact spot. He didn't hesitate this time. He pulled right up. It was almost like a Steph Curry like release. You know that real quick one where you put your hand, you shoot it, but you bring your hand back in? That's exactly what he did. And I can tell right by the spin. I'm like, oh, that's in too. And the second he hit that, the whole bench just went crazy. It just went insane, man. I was going crazy. And I kept screaming, stop, get another stop. Let's, I just want to win, you know. I want to put this game out of reach, you know what I mean? We now have a 10-point lead. I really felt like the ball was in uh, – we were definitely in charge at that point, that point in time of the game. And um, we hit our free throws. They started following us. We hit our free th- – it wasn't the prettiest game, guys, but the best part about the whole game to me as a coach was before the game, I had uh, people saying I couldn't win without my best player. 
And the fact that we won that league without, I hate to kind of make it seem like I'm putting him on the spot because, you know, I'm not. But we won that league without him. And that was just, I couldn't believe it. I remember when the final buzzer went off, guys. I remember my arms just, they went up in the air. Like, you know, remember Rocky Balboa when he wins after knocking out Mr. T and the arms were up in the air. Yeah. I was just walking, like, just, I was walking almost a half court my arms and my wife got a good video of it. And all the kids were just jumping up and down and with just with pure joy. And they all started jumping on me, hugging me at the end of the game. It was one of the, it was one of the best feelings in the world. And I have to say it was the best game I've ever coached because, you know, I had no idea we were going to win that league, to be honest with you. I had no idea we were going to win. It was just so, so cool. And just, again, just the, the journey that you take us on in this episode, it's, it's fascinating. And again, I, I key in on that, that message that you sent to your, your former coach and just the, the growth that it's just so neat to be able to see your growth as a player now as a coach. And then it's really falling in love with coaching. That's what this episode is really all about. We just, we just can't thank you enough for, for coming on the, on the greatest games with us today. This, this has been great. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. This is, this was fun. Co-host Chris de Blasio. I'm Brian Rosefield. And thank you for listening to this episode of the greatest game.